This is Tim Tapp, the ever so humble and mostly peaceful host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear right here, J Star ZMA, and the Vera Networks. Command codes verified. Is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee, and so very glad to have you along for the ride, especially since it is Friday night. It is the live show. We're going out across the airwaves at WCETFM in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. We are being broadcast digitally all the way around the world thanks to platforms like thelastfrequency.com, the Vera Network, the K-Star Talk Radio Network, ZMA Radio, and who knows how many others we may add as time goes on. Uh, fingers crossed, just trying to put some positivity out into the universe. Thank you so much for being here. I certainly appreciate it. And for those of you that are listening after the fact to the podcast on the many great platforms that you can find the show on, thank you as well. And you're invited to come join us live. 
Now you are just come hang out with us on Friday night. Uh, you can uh, pop on over to MeWe and uh, get into the Last Frequency uh, group and hang out and chat there with great folks like uh, Arizona Antihero, who's hanging out there already and uh, sending me messages. And glad to have you along. Basically, we're uh, talking in hieroglyphics or the modern version. Anyway, glad to have you here, everybody. I hope you've had a good week. Uh, it's been kind of a weird week for me. And just, sheesh, just kind of strange. But I'm glad that we're moving into the weekend. Things are looking up at this point. I'm feeling better about things, and I hope you guys are too. Before we get into any topics at all, I do need to uh, do my due diligence and remind you of our good friends over at 4Patriots because, uh, number one, they're a sponsor. So, you know, yeah, I would be doing them a disservice if I didn't direct you towards the many great products they have available. But number two, I'd be doing you a disservice and not reminding you, hey, by the way, are you adequately prepared for when things go sideways? What if the power grid goes down for an extended period of time? Uh, what if the grocery store shelves go bare for a while? You know, in the time of a Biden administration, you never know what crazy things might happen. So it's good to be prepared. And the fine folks over at Four Patriots do an excellent job of helping you to be prepared. So. As is always, I'm not telling you to go buy something. I am, however, asking you to go check out what they have available. You do that by going to 4 Then you look around in the different categories. You can check out just the best sellers if you want. You can look at a particular item that you're after, like uh, uh, supply foods, You know, if you need that emergency stash of uh, food in the event of an emergency, whatever it is you might be looking for, or just browse around. I'm still eyeballing that uh, solar-powered uh, freezer-slash-refrigerator chest. It's a cooler. It. I, I'm going to have to get it at some point. I'm still kind of angling, hoping that maybe they'll send it to me as a sample to try. But so far, they haven't bid on it. We'll see what happens. But they've got a lot of great stuff over there. Here's the thing. Something you can do, but I can't because it's me. You can use promo code TAP at checkout. Save yourself 10% on the order. That's a pretty good deal. And in the time of Bidenomics, who doesn't need to save money wherever you can? And if you can save money while you're preparing for everything... Man, that's a win-win all the way across the board. So again, go visit 4Patriots.com. That's the number 4Patriots.com. And don't forget to use promo code TAP. That's T-A-P-P at checkout. Save yourself that 10%. Now, we are pretty full tonight with guests. First, uh, right off the bat, we're scheduled to be joined by Miss Thea Shoemake. Thea is uh, a... Bit of a firebrand, actually. I, I like her. I've been listening to some of her other discussions across the board. She's a big pro homeschooling lady, and she's got all the information to back it all up. She is fantastic. Uh, then after that, we have returning guest Gregory Wrightstone, where we're going to be talking about the very Simpson-esque plan from the White House to try to block the sun. <laughs> then... Uh, we're scheduled to have Miss Susan Daniels uh, in the second hour. We're going to be discussing why it is that Barack Hussein Alu Akbar Obama seems to really want to promote 
pornographic type material in school libraries. Uh, of course, we know the whole left is behind it, and they're claiming that we're trying to ban books when we say there is such a thing as age appropriate. Anyway, we'll be talking to Susan. She's a uh, fantastic author as well. She's been uh, battling out with Obama for a while, so we'll get into that a little bit too. And then we end things up tonight with returning guest, the lawyer for Deep Throat, Mr. John O'Connor. And uh, that, I think, that's that's a pretty good slate of folks. We've, we've got a lot of variety. Lots of times we'll have a single thread kind of tying everything together. Uh, the single thread tying everything together tonight is uh, the left is crazy. <laughs> that doesn't take much to uh, draw that connection. All right, we've got uh, just a couple of minutes before it's time to be joined by uh, Daya. So I'm going to mention very briefly a news story that doesn't take a whole lot of time for us to get into, and that, of course, being the fact that evidently the Senate passed a defense bill today that doesn't have a feature that the House's version has. The feature that I'm talking about, of course, is the ban on funding for abortion travel. Now, here's the fun, fun fact. I think the House is spot on in trying to control the purse strings here and trying to say, hey, by the way, uh, it doesn't matter what part of the federal government you're in. You don't get to ignore the ruling from the Supreme Court that the federal government has no role to play in abortions. Which means you don't get to try to help people get around the laws in their home state. You don't get to help people get around the law in the states in which, if they are deployed as military, uh, what have you, you don't get to ignore that and travel somewhere else on the taxpayer dime. No taxpayer dollars should be going to fund the murder of pre-born baby humans, period. You got reasons to do it. That's on you. I'm not going to judge you. Higher power is going to do that later. Not my place. Above my pay grade. But at the end of the day, no taxpayer dollars should be going to help it happen regardless. That's why they need to stop funding Planned Parenthood too. Uh, where are we, Doug? Or do we have uh, Thea on the line? She is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to – This is Taya Shumake from homeschoolreadyornot.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap Tap Into the Truth. And in case you missed it, that is Thea Shoemake, who is joining us now. Uh, Thea, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And uh, obviously, I ordinarily start off by uh, 
asking our guests how they're doing, especially first-time guests, welcoming them on. But I, I have to tell you before we get started, uh, part of my show prep usually as I'm trying to get ahead is I'll try to listen to previous interviews that guests have given, uh, see if I can kind of glean some of uh, what you're about and get a feel for how the interview's going to go. And then when Doug uh, sent me uh, the uh, copy of the liner that you guys made, the first thing I thought of is, you know, I would have been surprised if you had picked anything other than Hot for Teacher. <laughs> How are you doing that? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, the pleasure's mine. I'm glad to have anybody who is as committed to homeschooling as you clearly are. Uh, you've been advocating it for a while. You founded homeschoolreadyornot.com. Uh, clearly, uh, I can read you the bio part, but you already know it. Uh, the listeners probably have a pretty good idea, but the idea is that it is, in fact, a comprehensive online guide helping to get parents on the right path for what good homeschooling is like. And, and that's a very helpful tool because a lot of people, they just kind of get fed up with where the public schools are at and they are either afraid to try homeschooling because they think there's more to it than there is or on the exact opposite, they just think it's so easy because they can do whatever and they're not properly prepared and then they get overwhelmed and they'll stop homeschooling before they give it a fair chance because they just weren't prepared. So I'm so very happy that somebody like yourself is making sure that this type of uh, utility is available. Uh, people, parents that and grandparents too need these kind of tools to help them get ready. Uh, you're providing it. So thank you so much for that. Absolutely, and I, I appreciate the plug there. It's We, we want to be an aggregate information source for people who, for whatever reason, can't pull that trigger, right, to, to, to make the decision to homeschool. And, you know, this isn't 30, 40 years ago. There are so many really wonderful resources out there that if you sat down, and I, I, I do not advise this. I did it. My eyes rolled back into my head. I sat down and I put into the search engine homeschool curricula, and uh, I, 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 that almost did me in. So we hope to provide that resource, uh, again, an information aggregate for parents who just have different concerns or want to know exactly what it's like. Yeah, yeah like I said, I, that's such a valuable tool, especially at this point in time because we desperately need to get children – unplugged from public schools at least until we can take back uh, schools at every level and get it back on the track of education rather than indoctrination. Uh, one of the primary topics we wanted to talk uh, about tonight, however, is one of the primary concerns we have. It's not just indoctrination from the left, but it's indoctrination from geopolitical adversaries of the United States. In particular, we're talking about the Chinese Communist Party. We've known for a while they've been do running what is affectionately referred to as the Confucius schools and colleges, but now they're really starting to try to influence public schools uh, all the way from kindergarten through uh, 12th grade. Uh, so how much of that have you run into, and how much are you able to use that to open up the eyes of parents in getting them to step away from public schools? Well, well, whether they realize the source or not, most of those parents who are now considering homeschooling, they know it. They get it. They're just, you know, they're at a point where they're not sure they can do it, and that's where we want to stand in the gap for them. 
Um, but I agree 100 percent. We look, we want all educational environments to flourish, right? Public, private, homeschooling. And uh, but when there, we have a situation where one or more of those is not allowing our children to thrive, we need other options until, like you said, we either take back the schools, although, quite frankly, Tim, I'm not sure they're they are redeemable at this point. Um, that's hard for me to say. But I'm not sure how how we put all that milk back in the bottle. Yeah, well, it, it's certainly a, an uphill climb to to put it uh, very optimistically. Uh, but I, I do tend to think that if we can get enough parents involved at the school board level and can elect governors the opposite of Gavin Newsom, who's going to constantly try to interfere with the local school board just because they don't go along with the curriculum, that that we can do that. Now, part of my optimism comes from the fact that I'm broadcasting from out of Tennessee, so we've got a relatively conservative government at the moment, and it's a lot easier to be optimistic about that kind of thing, whereas I would imagine people living in places like Michigan and California right now have to be pretty exasperated and probably trying to figure out how long it's going to be before they try to make it illegal to homeschool. Uh, As you push the organization, how much pushback are you getting from uh, groups like teachers unions and certain political office holders that are trying to stop the homeschool movement? Well, I think homeschoolers have always been a target. It's just a matter of how they're going to strategically go at us. I don't know if you read some of the op-eds or some of the pieces in Washington Post lately. And then a couple years ago, Harvard had an entire convention about making homeschooling illegal. Um, So we are often the target of that ire because we are one of the last bastions of education that has innovation. I mean, good Lord, some of the most wonderful resources within the homeschool community regarding student-centered learning and that means catering to the student, their learning style, what issues they may have with learning. And so that does make us a target. I just don't think they've gotten to us yet fully. But I do, I do expect that. Um, but I, I think they need to be prepared for a broader discussion than they anticipate. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what makes what you do in particular so important. You're arming people with information, information that right now – There's a lot of people in this country and a lot of people that have interest outside of the country in our education system not doing well that are working hard to continue to degrade and keep kids from being able to do the simple basics. Uh, There's a lot of kids now that struggle with math. There's a lot of kids now that the concept of critical thinking has become a foreign concept. Uh, They're trying to teach people that the 1619 Project is an actual history as opposed to – how was it she put it when she was first called out by historians? Uh, Miss Hannah Jones referred to it as a a bold reimagining. It's like that's something you do for movies, not how you try to deal with the the, uh, creation of a nation. But we we see all this constantly going on, and clearly it's because – Uh, The political left figured out a long time ago that if they want to win the hearts and minds of more people and keep them from following the old standard of – you know, we used to to talk about how 
if you're not a bleeding heart liberal in your 20s, then you're probably some type of psychopath. But if you haven't become uh, a bit of a conservative somewhere between 35 and 40, then you're not paying attention to life. Um, and now they, they just hate the fact that the normal natural progression is you get a little more conservative as you get older, and eventually you get to a point where you just kind of see through all the fluff thanks to life experience. They've right. come unless, to realize— Unless you're brainwashed, yeah. Right. They've come to realize that the earlier they get these kids— the harder it is to undo the damage they do, and that's part of the reason why they absolutely can't stand the idea of homeschooling and also why the uh, CCP now is so interested in helping to influence this as well. Uh, are there any particular examples that you've seen that you would like to point out so listeners will know what to be looking out for? Uh, oh, goodness. I mean, uh, we could do a, a whole other show on that uh, with regard to the over-sexualization of our children in the public schools, separating them from their parents, telling them that they have the capacity and ability to make life-altering decisions at age, you know, five. Uh, that alone is, is what is scaring parents, and it started during the distance learning. That is when the number of inquiries that I was getting spiked, if you'll pardon the pun, and it was, it was during the COVID distance learning. And just frustrating, I, you know, I've been waiting for people to catch on that under the guise of for the children, our children in the public schools are the last consideration. And they make they don't even hide that anymore. The uh, head of the NEA said several years ago, when children start paying dues, they'll become a priority to the NEA. But currently, their priority is uh, tantamount to their members. So children are often the last consideration, and we are going to have to find a way to deal with the unions as well. So that also depends on, on which state you're living in. But, you know, when, when I speak to parents about curricula, I speak to them about traditional topics of Latin or logic or rhetoric. And, it, look, if we teach children how to think, not what to think, but how to think, then they're probably going to be okay, right? You start with a great phonics program. You read, and, and I tell people that are on the fence right now, heading into this fall year, you could do nothing but read to and with your child, have discussions about what you read, and you're going to be just fine. In fact, they're going to be better than fine. And it, homeschooling is challenging on a good day, but not necessarily for the reasons people think. And I think when we put our arms around that responsibility and that ownership of our child's education, that's when things are going to move. That's when the needle moves. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got one more question for you before we start kind of wrapping things up. And that is point blank. As somebody that's as passionate about this as you are and who's taken the steps to, to reach out to other parents to create the uh, homeschool ready or not, there had to have been a triggering moment. Tell the listeners what it was that finally pushed you to the edge to decide, I I'm not going to wait for somebody else to do this. We're going to do this, and I'm going to help other people do it too. That's a great question. So the idea came to me after we were involved with trying to get Race to the Top, which was the federal cage in which Common Core flew into the states. And we spent four years at the state house trying to get legislation passed to remove all that 
from Ohio classrooms. And the parents that were involved with us in that movement were asking me about homeschooling, and I would counsel them or meet with them and just kind of look at their family dynamics and help them get started. And uh, I got the website a couple years later, homeschoolreadyornot.com, and then life happened, didn't do much with it until COVID. And when COVID hit and the distance learning went into effect, and those number, those inquiries, as I said, spiked, I went, okay, it's time. It's time. Now folks are, are seeing what's going on in the classroom. They're experiencing it. And Tim, they felt betrayed. They were really floored. And then when they tried to re-engage with a teacher or a school board, their options ranged from getting silenced to getting removed to getting arrested at the school board. The, the taxes for which they pay for this uh, for this school district. And so it was, the betrayal was just doubled down and, and folks were ready to make a change. And so more people than not were considering the lifestyle. And not only that, people that may have been on the fence pulled the trigger. Well, again, I want to thank you so much for being on the front line here and for working as hard as you do. Uh, obviously, it is a great effort on your part, and you have uh, you stepped up, meaning that you've uh, put a target on yourself. You're willing to to take the slings and the arrows uh, to try to make sure that our children, that our next generation, have the skills they need to do. So, uh, I don't know how frequently you hear this, if you hear it at all, but thank you so much for all of that, and uh, you're doing heroes' work. Uh, I know you're probably thinking you're doing a parent's job, but a parent that's doing it right is doing hero's work. So thank you so much for all that. Real quick, let everybody uh, remind them the, where they can find the website, and if you invite people to follow you on social media, feel free to share any of those platforms and the handles that you've got out there. And anything else you want to share, uh, go right ahead and do that now. You know, I really appreciate your, your comments there, Tim. Uh, you can find us online at homeschoolreadyornot.com. We have three information session videos to help you get started, get legal, get curricula, get community. And uh, those, are, those are on the uh, homepage of the website. You can find us on, let me think, Twitter and Instagram if you just search for homeschoolreadyornot.com. And I'm not a big social media kind of gal, but uh, I'm, I'm doing my best to be consistent. And... You know, I just want to say to your audience, if anyone is considering it, there are many resources out there, not just mine, but there, if you find a community, that's, that's paramount, and they can really help, whether it's a specific circumstances uh, or getting started, and you can do it. Uh, it, it's, it uh, again, it's challenging on a good day, but not for the reasons you think. It's not because of calculus or physics or anything like that. It's you realizing that you have that ownership of and responsibility for your child's education. I kind of say real quickly, it's when you bring your firstborn home and you realize after a few hours that no one's coming to get this kid, right? <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, holy cow, it's mine. You know, oh, okay. And then you get into a swing and, and you just roll with it. And that's exactly how homeschooling is. 
All right. Again, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Keep up the good work, uh, Thea, and uh, I hope we can get together and have uh, more conversations about this because, as you mentioned earlier, we could do an entire show on it. And uh, if I, I am a greedy enough host that I might actually try to get you to do that sometime, so I'll warn you now, <laughs> but I, I hope we can get together and talk again soon. That would be wonderful. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. That was she's a firecracker, too. I mean, she was kind of subdued in this conversation. <laughs> I've heard her get pretty fired up. That was uh, Taya Shoemake. She uh, is just passionate about homeschooling, making sure that, you know, it's not as hard as you might think it is uh, in you know, just to make sure that you're prepared. Be ready to pull the trigger. She's not the first homeschooling advocate we've had on the show, but she is certainly one of the new generation, new faces that are really out there fighting to help make sure that you've got what you need in order to do it. All right, and speaking of you having what you need, if you're a gun owner, you need a comfortable holster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's time to talk about our sponsors again. Uh, this time we're talking about Vanish Holster because, you know what, it's not a coincidence that they sought this show out because they know that the listeners here believe in the Constitution. They believe in your God-given constitutionally protected rights, and one of those rights is to not live under tyranny. And as you know, the fastest path to tyranny is to give up your guns. Quickest way to become a victim of crime is to not have your firearm on you when you need it. That's no bueno, as the kids say. All right, so here's the deal. If you're like me, you've probably done this before. You, you went out, you got yourself a holster, you thought it was going to be great, and then it turns out it's just so gosh darn uncomfortable you stop carrying altogether. That's not good. If you ever find yourself in a situation where you need it. So go visit Vanish Holsters and see why they have thousands of customers that say they're the most comfortable holster ever. See how Vanish Holsters helps you to save money by virtue of working with uh, almost every semi-automatic handgun out there. Plus, it lets you carry two full magazines. It's designed to work without a tactical belt, so there's a maybe an expense you weren't even thinking about when you bought the holster. It's like, oh yeah, i got to actually put the holster on a tactical belt. All those good stuff. So, again, not telling you to go buy it, asking you to go check it out. I think you'll feel the same way about it that thousands of their customers already do. So www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Now you want to use the backslash T-A-P-P because that's going to automatically activate for you a $50 discount at least until the end of the month of July. Oh, by the way, today's live broadcast is happening on July 28th. Not much time left. The month is over. Come Monday, guys. Come Monday. Don't procrastinate. Take full advantage of the $50 discount while it's available. Get on over there. If you've been waiting, stop waiting. One more time, that's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Save yourself $50. Get yourself the most comfortable holster on the planet. Meanwhile, 
time to take the mid-hour break. And Doug's just waiting anxiously for me to stop talking so he can push the button. So let's go ahead and do that now. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right to tap into the truth. My name's Joe Biden. My name's Joe Biden. <laughs> My name's Joe Biden. Is abortion worth throwing away the rest of society? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Since 1973, over 70 million American pre-born babies have been cruelly neutralized. It is estimated that less than 3% of all terminated pregnancies were the result of rape or incest. But yet, whenever the topic of limiting abortion or even when the Supreme Court rightfully placed the decision on Roe v. Wade back to the states and the people, there was gnashing of teeth and tales of woe at the possibility of some innocent babies being spared the horrible end of their lives that hadn't even started. Yet In the state of Michigan, sovereign citizens are suffering through varying degrees of economic inconveniences due to both the Biden regime and Michigan Governor Wichmer policies, with even more economy and alienable rights threatening policies looming on the horizon. Yet, so it seems that many voters, including a good number of Republicans, are willing to forego our southern border crisis, economy, imperialist Chinese encroachment into our hemisphere, the family breakdown, education, and more for the sake of wholesale abortion on demand. Such poppycock must end, or the greatness of America will be a distant memory. I'm Ron Edwards. These stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of bean stocks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, Put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly, but the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. 
Repeat. Skoll. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat, Skull. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Gregory writes down here, uh, executive director at the CO2 Coalition, best-selling author of Inconvenient Facts, expert reviewer for the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. You're listening to me on Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. So rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. Hey, mama, rock me. Rock me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you so very much for staying with us through that break. And I want to thank Gregory Ridestone for patiently waiting as we went through the break. Now, uh, ordinarily, I would say he just introduced himself because you heard the liner, but it's still kind of important for the host to welcome the guest on. Greg's been with us a few times at this point. He's always a great, great guest. Uh, We've talked to him from uh, the time that Inconvenient Facts was first being published, and then we went through the saga of trying to get the Inconvenient Facts app into the App Store and how Al Gore, a board member at Apple, tried to keep it out of the Apple uh, store. And then Greg became a a member, well, became the executive director, actually, over at the CO2 Coalition. He continues to fight on the front lines. He's got a new book upcoming uh, very, very soon. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, uh, Mr. Gregory Wrightstone. Greg, thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you today? Oh, really, really good and really busy. 
it's been it's it's been an incredible ride. I've got I've got I'm this close to having this this second book done. It's called a, a very convenient warming. How how uh, modest warming and increasing CO2 is benefiting humanity, and it's it's this is the big story that we have at the CO2 coalition of exposing the, the the facts that actually Earth's ecosystems and the humanity and humanity, the human condition, are improving because of more warming and more CO2. It's completely contrary to what, what the mainstream media is pr- promoting. I mean, what we see by almost every metric you look at, Earth's ecosystems are thriving and prospering, and humanity's benefiting. Uh, Deserts are shrinking, not expanding. Uh, global wildfires are decreasing. That, that, that's been the case for uh, almost 100 years. We've seen a steady decrease in global wildfires. Again, you, you've not heard this in the media. Uh, the the uh, sea level rise is about what it was 150 years ago. It's not increasing. Uh, it's they're, they're just one thing after another that that is just contrary to what everyone's being told. Yeah, well, yeah, that's because the truth doesn't help them take control, Greg. I mean, we we've talked about this before, and and one of one of the most interesting stories that uh, that you went down is when you talked about uh, the connection between uh, the. Uh, practicing of witchcraft and the witch hunts uh, both in Europe and in the United States and how uh, climate uh, change was uh, involved with that and how the similarities are there. There's just so much involved with we're using an excuse and and climate change is a boogeyman and we just want control, but we want you to be too afraid to question what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And and actually, I one of my favorite subjects, and one of the, uh, my favorites is, is the, the strong correlation between the rise and fall of temperature and the rise and fall of civilizations. And it's just opposite of what we're being told. We're being told that if it gets any warmer, it's going to be catastrophic. We're going to have crop failure, pestilence. We're all going to die. It's going to be really bad. History doesn't tell us that. History does not tell us that at all. In fact, history tells us that it is just the opposite of that. We can look back through back through the through the great first great civilizations on Earth. The hit it was called the Bronze Age, the, the Minoan warm period. It was a warm period that was really warm, much, much hotter than today. Civilizations flourished, food was bountiful. Uh, there were no huge. There were. It was. It was great, and it was after it was called the the when it started getting cold. It was called the late Bronze Age collapse. All these great civilizations: the Hittites, Babylonians, Assyrians. Uh, there was a, a great civilization you probably never heard of: the Harappans in the Indus River Valley of India, uh, China. All these civilizations collapsed because it started getting cold. And it led to crop failure, famine, pestilence, and mass depopulation. We see that time and time again throughout history over thousands of years. 
we see that the warming periods, warmer than today, were hugely beneficial, hugely beneficial. With great crop growth, they could feed their subjects, and and it was the cold periods that were horrific. And and people don't know that. This is, I I, I think it's it's just such a huge uh, informational point that we need to get the people is is talk about history about human history over thousands of years and the relationship between temperature and 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 humanity and this, the human condition yeah well I, I can guarantee you that while there's a lot of incompetence involved with some of these ideas that politicians are throwing out there that there are some people that they know full well this history. They know exactly what they are advocating for when they start advocating like what we're hearing again, this idea of trying to block out the sun. Now, it feels very Simpson, Mr. Burns-esque. Let's just put a giant thing up in the sky and block out the sun. But their actual plan is to try to create higher cloud cover, uh, try to help prevent the sun from being able to properly radiate the Earth. Uh, what is the the real purpose of this plan as far as what you can tell, and how does the science interplay with what will actually happen? Well, uh, we, we can look back through history. We know that blocking the sunlight can be very effective at decreasing temperature. Do The question is, and we can probably do it, we could have – their proposal or, or is to have – this is a government proposal to have thousands of airplanes spraying sulfate, sulfate, sulfate dioxide uh, molecules in the air that will reflect sunlight. Well, what could go wrong? I tell you, a lot could go wrong. If you look at it, think back to middle school science – and you learned about photosynthesis. You learned that we need, for photosynthesis, plants need nutrients, they need water, uh, they need sunlight, and they need carbon dioxide. And the more carbon dioxide, the better. What's their solution to solving this non-existent crisis? Let's, let's reduce carbon dioxide, which will uh, inhibit plant growth, because plants grow much better with more CO2, and they have been for uh, the last 50 or 70 uh, years uh, being fueled by carbon dioxide growth. They want to they block the sunlight now. And also the pro- proposal is we need to stop nitrogen fertilizers. Nitrogen fertilizers have uh, probably been responsible for 30% of the increase of crop growth since, since 1950. So you want to stop CO2, stop, C, stop, stop nitrogen fertilizer, stop the sunlight. It's absolutely, it, this is an anti-human agenda that they're, that, that's the only way that you can describe it. It's anti-human agenda to, to inhibit production of crops to feed the population. Well, it, it is absolutely, it just isn't it's nuts. It's it, I I can't understand it. Yeah. I mean, if you really focus on all the negative aspects, and you presume that at least one percent of the people that are 
suggesting these ideas are actually fully aware of what the repercussions would be, it's really hard not to go ahead and slip a tinfoil hat on and start going full-blown population reduction, uh, global orders. They're just trying to, to knock everybody out so that there's more abundancy for them kind of scenarios, which is also how they manage to wipe away the truth tellers when it comes to people like yourself, Greg, when you're trying to inform people and educate people of what the facts are, what the history is, and what the ramifications would be. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist. It doesn't take a geologist like yourself. It doesn't take somebody who's been studying for years and years to figure out that if you're keeping people from growing food and you're trying to make it harder for plants to grow, then obviously you're not concerned about the general population uh, at all. I care about, and as do you and your listeners, we care about the, the population of the earth. And these people want to do things that are completely contrary to, to feeding the population of the earth. Uh, we, we look at uh, – I've got a, a new book that I'm very, very close. I was hoping I might have it done within a week uh, and out to the publisher. But uh, it, it looks at, at the, the tremendous growth of agriculture. And this is – and, of course, agriculture and food production is – what's more important than that? What is? Nothing. And we're seeing that agriculture production – is closely related to uh, linkage between global warming and more CO2 and also fossil fuel-derived pesticides um, and nitrogen fertilizer. Both of those pesticides and nitrogen fertilizer are very important for large-scale agricultural development. And we need both of those, but but also naturally CO2 development is is increasing the, the agricultural agricultural output, um, and so what we're doing is is promoting that, and uh, uh, we need to to uh, to promote that those those, those four facts. Um, and get that out to the population. And, and you're, you know, with you having me on tonight, this has been just, you know, you're doing a great, great service uh, by getting this information out there. Well, you know, that that's the, the hope. You know, you want to make sure that you're bringing value. Uh, that's where the listeners keep coming back. And, you know, the you make it easy for me, though, Greg, because you're doing all the hard work and you're pulling all this information together. You've been on the front line here for a while. Like a lot of people, you recognize something was off, but you took the time to do the research, pull all the information together. The new book, I can't wait till it gets out. You're definitely going to have to come back on for that. I'm still enjoying the old book. I'll keep referring back. I'll find myself occasionally going back. I still have the app on my phone, and it's a great tool as well. Uh, We're going to have to wind things down, Greg. I I hate it because it's always great to get to talk to you, but before we go, any final thoughts you want to share and then remind everybody where they can find your work, the websites, the books, and then if you're still inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to throw out whatever platforms you'd like and whatever handles you're inviting folks to. Well, I'd suggest going to CO2coalition.org for, for the 
the facts. I'm so proud. We've got a, an education committee. We just rolled out our new um, website. Uh, it is co2learningcenter.com, co2learningcenter.com. It's got incredibly interesting uh, we've, they're, they're, they're basically comic books, but they're science-based for kids. Uh, and so we've got these. They're done manga style. We have uh, our initial series of four videos that are done anime style. And then, importantly, we have lesson plans that were created by Dr. Uh, Sharon Camp, who is a, a Ph.D. in uh, chemical engineering and she prepared these. Um, she's an AP science and AP science reader. Uh, so she's very highly talented. Uh, so we're, 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 we're looking to provide this for the homeschool community, charter schools, and any public schools that might have it. Uh, science uh, without the indoctrination. So it's co2learningcenter.com. All right. Well, Greg, as always, it's been a pleasure, and thank you so much for everything you do. Keep up the great work, sir. And like I already said, I am looking forward to the new book, uh, and I'm also looking forward to next time we get a chance to get together and uh, talk again. Thank you so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is, of course, Gregory Wrightstone. I, I talked earlier about uh, people doing heroes' work, and – Greg is one of those guys. Uh, he legit has been on this front line for a while. Uh, he's far from the only one, but he is in it, and he's been doing it worthy of any accolade that I could give him. Uh, be sure to check out the CO2Coalition.org, and be sure to check out the CO2LearningCenter.com. Uh, sounds like a, a lot of great fun. And I'm legit just waiting to uh, see the new book. I, I really, really can't wait till it gets out. Anyway, that's where we are for hour number one. We got about five minutes left, but guess what? Because Greg had been on the line and patiently waiting, I didn't do the usual dealing with our third and final sponsor of the hour – coming right in off the break so i'll do that real quick right now uh, by now you guys know who we're talking about our friends over at native path and if you're worried about your heart your memory or swollen achy joints like i was and it's really helped me with that uh, native path has an antarctic krill supplement that could help put an end with issues for all three it's been shown to support healthy blood pressure circulation brain health as well as reduced inflammation swelling and joint pain and i can attest to that last one it really has help now there's no better time to try it for yourself just go to fix get yourself 58% off the usual price of the native path Antarctic krill. I have to be real careful because for some reason I want to merge Antarctic krill uh, into one word and I just say acrylic. And it's like that doesn't work. That, that has a different meaning. <laughs> so I can't call it benefer or something like that. I have to keep those separate. But uh, this krill oil, it is pure. It's very effective. It is bioavailable, which is just a fancy word of saying your body can absorb it and use it really easy. It contains potent antioxidants that reduce inflammation and swelling. 
And for a limited time, you can grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for as low as $23 a bottle. That bottle's 30 pills. If you're taking one a day, it's a month's supply. You can take up to two if you feel the need. Uh, I've just been taking one. And if I miss uh, taking one for a couple of days, I can tell the difference. Now, here's the thing. We all know that supplements and vitamins and even regular medicines over the counter or prescription they'll all affect everybody a little bit differently so i can't make you a promise i can't make you a guarantee that it's going to work as well for you or work for you in the same way that it does for me maybe it'll help you with one of these issues maybe it'll help you with all three but what i can tell you is that without a question, it is on the verge of calling this a miracle in my case. It has really helped my ankles and knees in particular in a way that I didn't think was possible. So, again, just go check it out for yourself. If you decide to order, worst case scenario, you're out a few dollars for something and you learned if this can help or not. Best case scenario, you have even better results than I have. Uh, either way, it's still a win-win. So again, just go to fixswollenfeet.com and see for yourself. I'm never going to stop chuckling at that particular domain name, but it's a good one, and it stays in your mind. Fixswollenfeet.com. Uh, Doug, let's reset the hour. This is Tim Tapp, the ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host of Tap Into The Truth that you can hear right here, K-Star, ZMA, and the Vera Networks. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here tonight as we dive headlong into hour number two of Tap Into The Truth, the live show. It's Friday night, and we're having a blast, or at least I am. I hope the rest of you guys are, too. Uh, Greg, obviously, in a pretty good mood tonight, and uh, then Taya was uh, in a pretty good mood as well. I think we're doing well. We're going to hope that continues as we're slated to be joined here in just a few moments by the author of the book The Rubbish Holler's Wife versus Barack Obama. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking to Miss Susan Daniels, uh, presumably here momentarily, if we 
make that connection. Uh, you never know what happens with live radio, but you know what? I got a backup plan if it doesn't work. Uh, plenty of stuff to talk about, no shortage there, and we'll just move on and reschedule because I definitely want to talk to this lady. I think she's got an interesting story to tell, especially on the primary topic we were going to discuss. Meanwhile, since it is hour number two, I need to start talking to you about the sponsors for this hour, which, surprisingly enough, are the sponsors from the first hour, too. We'll start with Four Patriots. Why? Because these guys go out of their way to make sure that you have everything that you need in the event that things go sideways. Uh, whether it's the power grid going down for an extended period of time or the grocery store shelves being empty for a bit or if you just want to grow a few unique items indoors because, you know, reasons, they've got stuff to help you with all of it. Uh, so instead of me saying, go buy their stuff now, all I'm going to ask you to do is go check out and see what they have available. ton of stuff. I have yet to hear a single person that has went over and looked at their website come back and saying, nah, there was nothing there I wanted. Now, I've heard a few people say, I've already ordered from them, and I probably need to get a little more, but I will wait. That's usually the worst-case scenario. So just go see what they have to offer. ton of great stuff. I can't rave enough about how good their survival food kits taste. Phenomenal stuff. In the meanwhile, what you want to do is go over to 4 Check everything down. They've got things graduated uh, in really good fashion, uh, easy enough to find, very user-friendly. And then as you go from there, guess what? You decide to make a purchase, you can use promo code TAP. That's T-A-P-P at checkout. Save yourself 10%. So again, that's 4patriots.com. The number four, not, not don't spell out four, it's the number four. Patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, at checkout. Save yourself 10% because Binomics, man. Who can afford not to try to save a little money? Okay, so we're still having a little difficulty connecting with – oh, do we have her? We do. Okay, we do have – okay, problem solved. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome to the show our next guest. Uh, as I mentioned just previously – she is the author of uh, The Rubbish Hauler's Wife versus Barack Obama, and uh, she's here to discuss, well, Barack Obama and his latest boneheaded business. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Miss Susan uh, Daniels. Uh, Susan, thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you? I'm great, and thank you so much for asking me. Oh, well, you know, I uh, I try to start off with uh, trying to find out where everybody's feeling and how things are going because, you know, we just – we're not as congenial to each other as much as we should be these days, and, and I think it's such a good precedent. <laughs> it's a good place yeah. to start. I, All right. I agree. So, uh, Susan, before we get into the primary topic that I asked you on to discuss – I want to know a yeah. little bit more about the book, uh, The Rubbish Holler's Wife versus Barack Obama. I mean, I I read the bio part. I looked at uh, the information about the book. But I want to know from you the story that led to you deciding to write this book and why you felt like everybody needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, it, it, as you know, it, it's a memoir. But uh, a big part of what I did is I've been a licensed private investigator now for 30 years in Ohio. And uh, years ago, in, in fact, 2009, I uncovered that Barack Obama is using a stolen Social Security number from Connecticut. It was assigned to somebody that had been born in 1890. Obama's been using it since he was in his mid-20s. And uh, the number was actually assigned to, the, to somebody in, in um, 1977 when Barack Obama was 15 years old and going to Punahou in Hawaii. So he and he should have had a Hawaiian number because he worked at Baskin and Robbins when he was 15. Well, after I found that number, I I was able to get the information out. A number of writers uh, put out information on me, and what I did in 2012, I I sued the Ohio Secretary of State trying to get Barack Obama off our ballot because he was using a stolen number, which is a felony. And, of course, you, you could see how successful I was because he won a second term. <laughs> but I, I, it, the title comes from I was actually married to, to uh, somebody that owned a rubbish hauling company and was uh, murdered when I was 30 years old. I, at, and the mother of seven children, the oldest one was 10, and left to my own devices from that point on. Uh, my husband died without a will, and although he left a huge company, uh, the lawyers managed to keep it in probate court for seven and a half years. Well, I started thinking about writing this book last year because I started hearing people talking about the potential of Michelle Obama actually ending up as the candidate for the uh, Democratic Party next year. And I said, I, I, have to, I have to at least let people know what I know about him. And that's why, that's why I wrote the book. And I included in it all the lies he's been telling all these years. Like, for instance, there's a whole section in the book about the death of Osama bin Laden. Uh, Obama had nothing to do with that. Bin Laden died in 2001 in the Tora Bora Mountains of kidney disease. But Obama's polling numbers were f falling so dramatically, they had to do a big ta-da to try and get people's attention again. And they, they, I, I'm, I'm sure the SEALs thought they were going after bin Laden, but they weren't because he had been dead for 10 years already. So that's why I wrote the book. I wanna I wanna make people aware of all the of all the lies. You know, of the of the property he claims to own that isn't even his name. It's just everything about him is is phony. Everything. Well, you know, Susan, it occurs to me that if you were going to make everyone aware of all of the lies you wouldn't have time for anything else. <laughs> that's what this guy this one does. would have been three times as long. <laughs> uh, it is yep. phenomenal. It would have been a thousand pager. <laughs> I love no, your dedication, though, one. and I love the fact that you, you haven't let people silence you or back you down. I mean, in the age of cancel culture, 
which really wasn't quite as bad when you were trying to make people aware of this. It kind of built up, I think, around the Obama presidency in an effort to try and protect his uh, legacy. Heaven forbid we should actually find out the truth. I think that's also part of why they're trying so hard to protect Joe Biden and why they tried so hard to protect Hillary uh, when she was secretary of state because there's no way Obama didn't know, wasn't aware of the things these people were up to. And, And it's just so wild, but it's it really is just crazy to watch this manufactured Manchurian candidate that uh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah I even talked to uh, he never went to uh, he never went to Columbia he only took about five or six classes at Occidental uh, and I don't even know if he passed those but he never went to Columbia I spoke to a Dr Henry Graff who is now deceased, but I spoke to him when he was 93 years old. He taught at Columbia for 46 years in the history department. And he said every political science major there took at least two and usually three of his classes because he taught a class on the history of the presidency. And he said, Brock, he said, he did not come to this school. He said, I never saw him. I never heard his name. I asked everyone in our department. Nobody had ever heard of him. And he said, and the dean, this is what Dr. Graff told me. He said, the dean told me I never heard of the guy, but I was told to sign his diploma, so I did. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, that's, points, that's all in the book. Points for honesty. You know, and, and but, the interesting uh, thing is, uh, you know, the book has only been out a couple of months now, but it's just like when I filed the lawsuit, uh, I I expected there to be some repercussions, and there were none. I mean, I there were no threatening letters, no threatening phone calls, no nasty emails, nothing. It was like I didn't even exist. And it, and the silence is deafening again from from the other side. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think they're probably trying a new strategy. They they tried the hey let's falsify up a bunch of documents and and pretend like these are all uh, tinfoil hat wearing nut jobs. Uh, to now they're just like, well, if we ignore them, uh, maybe nobody will pay attention. And that may well, be the the new effort. Yeah. But the 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 problem they're going to have with my book is I have copies of some of the documents that are obviously fraudulent. And and including, I have a picture in there of uh, Osama bin Laden when he was was, uh, Tim Osman working for the CIA. And he was on our payroll from 78 to 98. And, in fact, when he was in the hospital in Dubai in 2001, getting treatment again for his kidney problems, somebody from the CIA went to try to get him back on board again. I mean, it's just, I, you know, what I've learned about the government is, is so disheartening because I, I've learned not to trust anything they say. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to. If you're just paying attention. Yeah, but you don't have to dig in as deep as you have. You don't have to to get deep into investigations and go through this. If you just pay attention, it becomes pretty clear that they're only interested in themselves and how they can get one over on everybody else. 
And then when you really start deep diving, then it gets real scary. Some of the things they've done, how they like to manipulate people, and everything that they've actually admitted to is just the tip of the iceberg. And they've admitted to a lot of pretty bad stuff. I absolutely agree, and I've said the same thing. We're looking at the tip of the iceberg, and if that doesn't scare the heck out of everybody, it should. Absolutely. Well, uh, Susan, uh, primary purpose for tonight's conversation, uh, Barack ruffled some feathers uh, here in the last uh, few days. Uh, He was making a lot of speeches talking about books that shaped his youth, which I find (laughs) that hard to believe. But uh, maybe not as – maybe if we were talking about Michelle, but I'm not so sure about Barack. Um, You know, it's just so amazing. All of a sudden, anybody that is concerned about age-appropriate material in school libraries is now guilty of book banning. Uh, it's just insane. But Barack out here, he's trying to high five uh, libraries and the National Library Association, which is led currently by a professed Marxist. Uh, all this effort just because he still has gravitas in the Democratic Party. And as a result, he helps to cover for this agenda. And he tries to make people that just speak up and say, hey, there is such a thing as age appropriate. We recognize this for movies. We recognize this for the right to vote, uh, for the right to operate a motor vehicle. We recognize this in so many different facets. But when it comes to this, you want to pretend like it doesn't exist. So what was your first thought, given how much time you spent looking into this guy, when you heard these statements coming from Barack Hussein Al-Akbar Obama in, in regards to this topic? Well, it's so typical of him. You know, he, he's like, he thinks he's like the oracle, that every word that comes out of his mouth matters. And in the meantime, I highly doubt that he wrote this letter, this, this long, boring letter to the dedicated and hardworking librarians of America. And he try, tries to justify not banning, uh, not banning books. And I'll, I'll tell you what, the first thing I thought is, I wonder if he wanted Larry Sinclair's book banned. You know, that didn't seem to come up in the conversation. <laughs> and he wants all books for all, all children. And especially there was one that, uh, I mean, not one, they, they, a lot of these books include illustrations of same-sex uh, sexual activity. And, I mean, it's appalling. You know, the mistake he has made, he's made a huge mistake here, I believe, and that is that he is now, he has upset the, the mothers of America. He, he had strong support from uh, white conservative women when he was running for office. They, they, wanted to, they wanted to feel good about themselves by putting a black president in, and now... Uh, their children, he doesn't realize, their children are more important to him or to them than he is. And I was was appalled. And then the next thing I read after his letter was how Twitter attacked him. Every, 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 uh, Every tweet that went out after this, after this letter came out was anti-Obama. 
and I'm sure that his very thin skin didn't like it. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I have to give a big hat tip to Elon Musk about. He has brought back a reasonable number of conservatives to the platform. It's not just a leftist echo chamber now. So he can't get away with the shenanigans. People can point out the facts and the legitimate information. But you're right. The Democrats seem to really be slow plugging into the idea that parents now are really kind of hip to what they've been doing. Uh, the one well, big well, positive the irony, that... Yeah. Yeah, and the, the irony is it happened because of the fo the fake pandemic that yeah. parents finally saw on video what their kids were being taught. The Democrats yeah. did this to themselves. They woke <laughs> up the sleeping giant. Well, I, I agree. In fact, that's what I was just about to say. The one good thing that came from the whole COVID fiasco was that some parents finally started seeing – what was actually being passed as a curriculum. And, and you know, I had been saying uh, even before the uh, the whole COVID uh, fiasco came along that we really need to start taking a closer look at uh, classroom curriculums because we have transitioned within my lifetime from teachers wanting parents to be more involved to teachers wanting parents to stay as far away as possible. That should have been a red flag to just about everybody in the country. And yet so many people wanted to ignore it. They wanted to say, no, that's not the case. They're just dedicated educators. And then they saw for themselves. And then everything that happened over at Loudoun, Virginia uh, really escalated how far uh, the Educators, the professionals in, in the education uh, field are willing to go to protect the agenda. They're willing to let the children that they are responsible for during the day face sexual assault and to cover it up in an effort to try and pretend like, oh, no, it's perfectly OK for uh, this queer, trans, fluid individual to go into whatever bathroom they want to go into, and just the entirety of the agenda. And then, oh, well, you know, parents are the terrorists here because they're showing up and they're, like, asking us questions. Oh, my goodness. And, and this father is actually standing up for his daughter who was assaulted, uh, so we have to arrest him, and we have to send memos to uh, Merritt Garland, who I like to refer to as Meritless Garland, because there's no merit whatsoever <laughs> to anything he's done. That's good. It is all their own and doing, and I really think that from the moment they got Barack Obama instilled in the White House, they thought they had finally done it. They were past the tipping point. They didn't have to hide the ball anymore. The days of incrementalism were over, but, well, all they've really managed to do is finally wake up some folks who had been in their corner before to finally start realizing what jeopardy right. their children are in. That's right. And the, and the kids are in jeopardy. And when I see a video and I see parents taking their children to these drag shows, it, it just it makes me crazy. I, you know, the parents, the parents should be arrested for child abuse. Yeah. Well, in some states, we seem to be moving in the direction where you might see that. But right now, as long as there's lefty judges that are uh, propagating benches, they'll eventually take it to a federal court and they'll get it overturned. It's just 
so much effort. One of the craziest things from this past week was a federal judge telling the Obama administration that they could not uh, turn people around at the border uh, if they didn't come through a legal port of entry uh, in order to seek asylum, which actually is the federal law. If you're going to seek asylum, you're supposed to come through a legal port of entry. A federal judge told the sitting Occupier of the White House, it, I, it pains me to call him president, so I rarely do, but the sitting <laughs> occupier of the White House, uh, that he cannot actually use federal law for immigration. It, it's insane. Uh, the whole world's upside down right now. It, 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 if people are not upset, and it's really hard not to be, they're not paying attention. Um, the country is being overrun, and... Uh, and I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I I keep trying. I keep pushing this whole thing. I want people to know what a fraud Barack Obama is, what a fraud his wife is. Um, she is just as bad. And she may be worse than him because she's smarter than he is. Um, I don't want to see those people in the White House because what we if it happens, what we will do is see – Joe Biden's policies, but sped up. They'll be they'll be they'll be passed a lot faster than Biden's doing it, and I and I'm I'm sick of being embarrassed by people I know that live out of the country when they keep making comments about him because he is a disgrace. Yeah. I- Never mind the fact that he can't hardly put two sentences together, but the fact that it's so obvious to the rest of the world that he's been running this influence peddling operation for years, and everybody but the American political left acknowledges it as fact. Uh, It is embarrassing. Uh, I'm never going to be ashamed to be American. But I am nope. certainly ashamed of our government on a regular basis, and it is sad. Uh, circling back around to the topic, you mentioned the particular books and questions, and you kind of we, – we broached it, but I want to make sure that everybody fully understands. We're talking about a defense of books that have full-blown pornographic material in them, and they're complaining right. because somebody has the nerve to say, hey – Maybe this shouldn't be in the school library in a place where third, fourth, and fifth graders can have easy access to it. Maybe age appropriateness is a factor. Maybe maybe these books shouldn't even be in a school library to begin with, but if you're going to have it there, it needs to be someplace where at least somebody who's getting close to the other side of puberty are the ones who get access to it, not the people that are uh, being targeted by folks that want to try and confuse them about sexuality before puberty even begins. And and that really is a big deal, and not enough people are putting it in the right perspective, I don't think. No. Well, one of the things that Obama said in the letter is it's, it's no coincidence that these banned books are often written by or feature people of color, indigenous people, and members of the uh, LGBTQ plus community. Now, he, 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 so he's not only congratulating librarians on having smut in libraries for, for young kids to have access to, he's trying to stir the racial pot still. And in, in in my opinion, he he set back race 
60 years in this country. I, I heard or I read the other day that uh, when he took office, uh, a, a poll was done of blacks and whites, and, and this was in 2008, and 70% of the, com- of the country thought that we were in pretty good condition in terms of race and race relations. By the time he left office, a poll was taken, and that number had dropped to 30%. Yeah. So if his, if his intention was to disrupt the country, he did a fine job of doing it. But I, I, if I had young children in, in school today, I, I would be crazed. I mean, I saw a woman the other day in front of a school board, and she... I, I have never seen anything as impressive in my life. She never had a note to read from, and she gave them what for. And, and I mean, the, the audience just applauded and roared for her when she got done about what they were trying to do with these kids and these books in the schools. Yeah. They have no business being in the schools to start with. This is smut. They, when they had the, the stores with the dirty books and the dirty movies, that's where these books should be, not in a school library. Yeah. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And and I love the fact that we have more and more parents standing up. I, I spent about half a day last weekend watching uh, videos of parents standing up and replying to some of the agendas and the curriculums that are being pushed across the country, especially out in California. I know this one school system in California got literally threatened from uh, the governor, Gavin Newsom, out there to the point that uh, it became useless for them to try to fight it anymore, and they eventually gave way. But they're still trying to plead their case because – Gavin Newsom didn't just attack the school board, but he started attacking the individual members of the school board on a personal level. He's actually engaging in bullying, which I thought is something oh, he yeah. spoke out against. But that's how oh, they yeah. managed to push this agenda. Oh, Go yeah. Ahead. I mean, they did that. They they did the same thing with the COVID shots. At first, they, they asked people nice, and then they started threatening them, threatening their jobs and everything else if they didn't get the shots. And, I mean, once they crossed that line, I mean, I never believed any of it to start with. I didn't. I said, anybody who gets a shot's got to be crazy, you know, even if they're going to lose their job. They're, it, they, they're taking a chance on losing their life. And, uh, I, and I'm sick of the bullying. Uh, I, I see it all the time. What, what drives me crazy is I've been watching some of these hearings uh, in Congress, and they get these people in there. They won't answer a question, yes or no. They have their they have their pat lines that they're going to skate around, and they do the same things with with the book banning. The uh, the school boards, you know, have their have have their exactly what they're going to say, and and then they just keep repeating it. But what I've liked is I've noticed that you know. People are starting to throw these people off the boards. They're voting them out. We're we're in. I. It feels like the pendulum is starting to swing back. I think they are. It's long overdue. We've let it go way too far this time, but uh, yeah, we're definitely heading in the right direction. 
Susan, I, I thank you so much for your time. I, I loved your energy and your effort and the fact that you're putting truth out there. And quite honestly, I just think it's cool to get to talk to a private investigator. I don't get to talk to <laughs> private investigators often enough here. Uh, we'll, we'll have to definitely get back together and, and talk about some of your more interesting cases sometime when we can have oh, a less I'd political like oriented. I'd like that very much. I've done some interesting ones in 30 years. I bet you have. Well, I, All right, thank, real quick, Susan, uh, remind everybody where they can find the book and uh, feel free to uh, the, share the book, anything else that the, you'd like to, including if you're inviting folks to follow you on social media, feel free to share the platforms and your handles there. Just whatever else you need to get out there so folks can find your work. Well, I don't have a platform. Um, and I'm actually a novice at doing interviews because this is the first book I've ever written. But the book is available at Amazon, and it's called The Rubbish Hauler's Wife versus Barack Obama. And um, it's it's reasonably priced, and I actually think that people would find it very interesting. I mean, it's not only – it's not only a memoir, but it's how I how I started at a 30-year-old with seven little kids and very little hope and no money and moved all the way to attacking the president of the United States. That was that was quite a quite move uh, movement. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, uh, any book that is titled and it's not clickbait versus Barack Obama. You've got my interest already, and I'm probably going to be a fan. So <laughs> thank you, Susan. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. All right. It's been a pleasure on my side, too. I have enjoyed it. And I'm serious. We do need to get together and talk about some of those cases sometime. I think that would be yeah, great. Yeah, please time. do. Please do. Just let me know ahead of time, and I'll I'll dig up a bunch of them for you. All right, we'll we'll, we'll do it uh, sometime in the next few weeks. I think we can probably make that happen. In the meanwhile, uh, best of luck with the book, and thank you so much for being here. Uh, God speak oh, to you. Thank you again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Susan Daniels, author of the Rubbish Hauler's Wife versus Barack Obama. Uh, definitely need to add that to your read list. In the meanwhile, uh, remember to check out Vanish Holsters. That's V N S H. Dot com backslash T-A-P-P automatically activates a $50 discount for you when you go there using the backslash T-A-P-P. You need to do it. Most comfortable holster on the planet. Not my words. Thousands of the customers say it. Go check it out for yourself. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Let's go to the mid-hour break. Andy Berger, founder and chair of Voices Against Trafficking. Check out our website, VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com, for our books and magazines. And you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. What a beautiful noise coming up from the street. Got a beautiful sound. It's got a beautiful beat. It's a beautiful noise. If you believe that President Donald Trump is being harassed like real traitors of our republic should be, you're correct. 
Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Ever since the Donald made that famous glide down the Trump Tower escalator to announce his run for the presidency, the powerful leftist cabal have been trying to literally destroy him, his friends, and allies. They say it's because Trump did something wrong, whether if it was with Russia, Russia, or on January 6th. The cabal knows they, along with their pals in media, academia, and leftist churches, I know that increasing numbers of Americans are coming to understand that the mission to destroy Donald Trump is because, though he was once in their midst, he was not really one of them. They, who are hell-bent on destroying our exceptional nation way of life, are now sharply focused on destroying President Trump because of his desire to encourage the United States to honor her sacred creed as one nation under God, liberty, and justice for all with equal opportunity. The solution to the cabal madness is for lovers of God and liberty to unite and seek providential guidance for victory. I'm Ron Edwards. Bye now. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ER each year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. 
You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. Sharing the night together. All right, we are indeed sharing Friday night together, and we are cruising into a weekend that I hope is absolutely wonderful for each and every one of you. Unless, of course, you happen to be a criminal or a generally bad person. In that case, for you to have a great weekend means somebody else is probably going to have to have a bad one. So just just don't be one of those people. All right, real quick, before we uh, bring on our final guest of the evening, I need to remind you about our our sponsor, the last sponsor for this hour. We're, of course, talking about Native Path. Native Path right now is really trying to promote their Antarctic krill oil, so that's what I have to do. But I'm not doing it just because I have to, because of the sponsor or whatever. I'm doing it because I use the product, and it has worked really good for me. I, I really, really can't uh, tell you how well it's done. There's not enough words. But if you're worried about your heart, your memory, uh, swollen, achy joints, which, which was my problem, this Antarctic Krill supplement can help put an end to issues with all three. It's been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation inflammation throughout the body, swelling, joint pain. It really helps cut down on all of it, and there's never been a better time to try it for yourself. Just go to FixSwollenFeet.com, get up to 58% off the normal price of the Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil. It's pure, it's effective, it's bioavailable, just a fancy way of saying that it's easily absorbed by the body and it can use it. It contains potent antioxidants that help reduce inflammation and swelling. For a limited time, you can grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for as low as $23 for a bottle. Uh, that's a month's supply. It is good stuff. Just go to FixSwollenFeet.com. A funny-sounding domain name, serious product. And like I say every time, we know that... I can't guarantee that you will have the same benefits from it that I've had, but I can't tell you that you might not do better with it. Uh, right now, easy way to find out for yourself, and that's all I'm asking you to do. Check it out. Uh, worst case scenario, you spend a little bit of money and find out the product doesn't work much better for you than anything else. Uh, best case scenario, you find out like I did, this stuff can really, really be a difference maker. And uh, that's what I can promise you. It's worked great for me. Now, I have to thank uh, Mr. John O'Connor for being so very patient and staying on the line uh, with us, just waiting and waiting for me to finish talking about trying to sell you something and get back to the topics here. Uh, he is, of course, the author of Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan advocacy journalism. He's the host of a fantastic podcast, The Mysteries of Watergate. Uh, he has the book, The Mysteries of Watergate, uh, that's also doing very well, is my understanding. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show once again, Mr. John O'Connor. John, thank you so much for joining us again, and how are you today? Well, I'm great. And by the way, my son, who really fights inflammation, says krill oil is great. I think your listeners should take heed. But now I'm selling a product, too. But I just heard you give that pitch, and, and it's supposed to be good stuff. But anyway, Tim, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. All right. Well, uh, first, 
thank you for helping me with the pitch. That, that that's always good to keep the sponsors happy. In the meanwhile, uh, we've got so much craziness going on uh, with this Hunter Biden issue and uh, the obvious connections to the leading to questions of how involved Joe really was and how much of that we can prove as opposed to how much we suspect and. It's brought us to this point where we almost have to ask a very Watergate-esque question. Are we getting to the point, John, where the cover-up may actually be worse than the crime? Well, I would say so, except for one thing. The crime itself is probably treason. At least it's treason insofar as China is concerned. I mean, after all, we did have spy uh, satellites going over our country, and our country's policy in Ukraine was upended by Biden. Our, our policy in Ukraine was firm anti-corruption. We advertised that to the moon, Tim, that this is what we wanted to do to right this country's ship after the Maiden Revolution when Putin came in and took over Crimea. We we're going to right that country with anti-corruption stuff. And who is appointed as the point man but Biden? So he comes in and just brings uh, his kid in. I don't believe for a moment that, that Hunter brought Joe into the deal. I think Joe brought Hunter into the deal. But in terms of evidence, now we can't get, obviously, we can't subpoena McCullough just left Zachevsky to testify. We can't subpoena the FD23 confidential informant. That's impractical. But if you consider that evidence, the what we know about what they say, uh, there is, while I read so many articles of the left-leaning media that say that there's no evidence against Joe, there's a ton of evidence. There's a ton of evidence not only in the FD-23, 1023. It's not only evidence in terms of what Gal Luft recently said in his video. There's not only uh, – but then you have Hunter on his uh, email to his daughter saying he shares his fees with his father. Now, you point out the cover-up. Now what's happening is we've got the entire Department of Justice covering up for Hunter Biden. They bring in the press, so it's a weird reversal of Watergate where the press is in on the cover-up, and that's exactly what they're doing. We have a cover-up media. Uh, you recall these are the same people that were scorching the earth to find someone with a Russian accent who'd actually talked to Donald Trump. That they never found, but nonetheless, uh, they thought that maybe they found some uh, some evidence that maybe he had some woman urinate on a bed, but that turned out not to be true. So there was nothing there, but the press went after it. Now look at what's happening today. There is a huge cover-up, and the media is going along with it. Uh, uh, we know that Merrick Garland lied to the public and lied under oath when he said that David Weiss had absolute authority to uh, to indict Hunter wherever, whatever, and uh, wherever he sought to. Uh, but that wasn't true. And uh, we know that now. That's coming out. We know it from whistleblowers, and I think we'll, to a certain degree, we already know it from what Weiss has said, however weakly, trying to contest these allegations. So we have a tremendous cover-up going on that is very widespread, and the allegations are so much more serious than Watergate. By all accounts in Watergate, Richard Nixon had nothing to do with this two-bit burglary, and it was really nothing. Uh, but later on, it was decided that, well, he covered up and maybe there was a whole big, broader cover up. OK, 
if you accept that, what was he covering up? At the worst, he was covering up a two-bit burglary of an opposing party's headquarters. For various reasons in my book, Postgate, I debunk what happened there and tell people what really happened. But let's assume the common narrative is accepted. It still is peanuts to what's going on now. Now we have someone selling out to our major geopolitical rival, China. And we also have someone mucking around in a very um, important geopolitical tinderbox called Ukraine. And those two places, he just sold us out. Uh, and, of course, in Romania, which is connected to the Chinese energy company, CEFC, um, uh, there was obviously some uh, activity there by Hunter and Joe as well. So this is really a terrible scandal, and it's really hard, in answer to your question in my long-winded way, the cover-up is terrible. <laughs> and I would say, it, in this case, it's not worse than the crime because the crime might be treason. <laughs> but it's a pretty darn big cover-up, and it's pretty darn sickening. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it occurs to me, John, uh, I kind of skipped over your legal credentials in the introduction because you've been with us so often. But just in case there's a new listener tonight, and I should always assume new listeners, we've, we've been growing really well recently. Uh, John also happens to have served as assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California. He's still practicing attorney. He's represented a lot of uh, organizations and people that you would know during critical points in history, but probably the most famous client he had was the individual, the informant known as Deep Throat, and that's why we keep referring back a lot to Watergate when we do the comparison. And yeah, I, it, it's hard to ignore the fact that this is it's more than just influence peddling it, it is full-blown treason if it all pans out to be true and as much as i would like to jump on the bandwagon and just say absolutely without a question this is 100 percent obvious i still need to use those qualifiers because here in the united states of america john i still believe that you're innocent until proven guilty and sometimes it's just really hard <laughs> to, to hold on to that when you have so much information and so much evidence that it really looks like you've got to be just looking the other way and refusing to acknowledge the evidence uh, to not recognize this for what it is. But I, I need to get your opinion, too, on what happened with the Hunter Biden plea deal, because – it really looks like from start to finish and the way this plea deal was kind of intertwined with additional stuff that wasn't supposed to be involved here, that if the judge hadn't called this out during this hearing, it really seemed like both the prosecution and the defense were working on the same side. Well, that's right. That's absolutely right. And, you know, it's – it's terrible. It's shameful what happened. Uh, and this is part of the cover-up. Remember, this investigation has been going on for a long time, and they timed it specifically so that they could sneak it in at the right time. And unfortunately, they ran into this congressional buzzsaw, which highlighted everything. But for your listeners, for your listeners, uh, they should realize that this idea, they had a little clause in there that this would be all the prosecutions that Hunter would be hit for, these minor charges. But that was not in the main plea deal. So if the judge reads the main plea deal, she doesn't see it. It was contained 
in the diversion agreement. The diversion agreement is when they were half prosecuting him for guns. They weren't really going to charge him. He was going to admit his guilt but wouldn't be prosecuted for it. If he completed probation, the charge would be dismissed. But the uh, uh, complete immunity was contained in that little document, which, which nobody expected the court to read. The court read it. And once she read that, it was all hell broke loose. Now, the other part of this deal that was also kind of weird, there's a couple other weird things in it. For instance, uh, the judge was required, if he, she took the plea deal, she was required not to sentence him to jail. Most of the time in plea deals, the prosecutor says, we're not going to ask for jail. We promise we're not asking for jail. They tell the judge they're not asking for jail, but they leave it up to the judge because it's the judge's authority. So on most plea deals, they leave that open. Every now and then you get a plea deal where the judge uh, has to accept the terms and has to agree not to sentence him. Um, and then finally, there was a weird thing in this. They were so afraid that a Republican would get elected in 2024. They also had a provision in the diversion agreement that only the judge could decide if the probation was not met and to, and to actually charge Hunter with a gun crime. Now, that's, as the judge pointed out, that's unconstitutional. A judge cannot make charging decisions. In these diversion agreements, what happens is the prosecutor usually looks at the behavior of the defendant during the probation period, and if he passes with flying colors, the charges are dropped forever. And that was the diversion deal. That's what's known as a diversion. There's probably 10,000 diversion agreements across the country now for very minor things. Um, but in this case, they didn't want to give the prosecution uh, – authority to determine whether the deal had been made, whether pro uh, probation was adhered to. And the reason they didn't is they're afraid a Republican would be elected. The Republican would then come in and say, well, maybe you haven't met the terms of the deal, Hunter. We're going to prosecute you for the gun charge. So they were doing everything they could. And this was the prosecution agreeing to this to make sure Hunter was well taken care of, would never spend a day in jail, had complete immunity and no nasty Republican could ever prosecute him. So it was a stinky deal. Everything got uncovered. The cover was blown off. Um, now, what's going to happen? I still think, uh, Tim, that probably because David Weiss let the statutes of limitation lapse at the end of 2022, they had some extensions on the statute that Hunter's lawyers agreed to, but very quietly – they let those extensions lapse at the end of 2022. And they did that, and then they waited for a while, and then they announced the plea deal. And so nobody was to be the wiser. And their timing, which had probably been you know, decided a couple of years ago, their timing turned out to be terrible because this is right when all this stuff is coming out in Congress. So it's the worst thing that could have happened to Hunter, but uh, but, you know, sometimes uh, the Lord works miracles, and this is one of them. So it's a tiny one, but uh, thank God for small favors. <laughs> uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, thank goodness. I'm glad this judge uh, did the right things in it because it's real easy for judges in this type of politically charged uh, environment uh, to ignore their judicial responsibilities and just kind of – go with the flow uh, and they are able to just kind of hold their hands up and say well they had agreed to this agreement and uh, at that point 
There's not much for me to do but to either uh, rubber stamp it or deny it and make them do something else. Uh, But she did the right thing. Uh, Two questions. One, uh, again, legal. I don't know enough about this judge to know anything, but part of me wonders, did the shenanigans that the Hunter Biden defense team attempt to try to get this amicus brief removed uh, before the hearing uh, the day before – Do you think that played into the judge's mindset at all and maybe even uh, led her to look a little more closely at the plea deal uh, as it existed? Well, I have to say no. Uh, I think she's upset, as she should be, because she sent shenanigans. But I think this judge is a pretty sharp cookie, and uh, she knew exactly what she was doing, and I think she was well prepared. She came in there. Uh, And what happened at the last minute, she was already prepared. Uh, She knew exactly what she was doing. And we have some very good, very qualified judges at the federal level. Uh, Every now and then you'll find one that's biased when you have somebody named Donald Trump in front of them. But beyond that, federal judges are usually very, very qualified. They have very good academic records uh, on the whole, uh, get vetted very strongly by uh, uh, the Senate. So this this uh, person who is a Trump appointee, but she's no MAGA Republican. She's just a straight shooter. So I, I just think she did a great job. But that was very much, again, Hunter's lawyers. It's it's almost amateur hour. I'm surprised. It's a very good firm. Uh, know him fairly well. Uh, I'm just surprised. I think in Hunter's counsel is a little bit overactive. He got very very uh, upset and dramatic when the deal seemed to be going south. If I were he, I would have acted a little more cool, and I would have gone, gone along with whatever deal the, the judge would would um, sort of uh, allow at the time. Just plead. Go ahead and plead to these two measly gun charges, even if the judge has authority to sentence you. Big deal. Big deal if she sends you to jail to a country club prison for two months. He's so lucky he's getting this deal. It's ridiculous. And if I were he, I would um, not uh, have done what he did because now all the world's watching. And uh, I think there's probably going to be even a little more momentum for the judge to say, you know something, I think I want to sentence this guy. I don't want to have my hands tied by a deal where I have to agree not to sentence him. I'm sort of I I, want to look into this guy's uh, other crimes. Remember, a judge in federal sentencing and in state court sentencing is quite – appropriately uh, allowed to look into other activities and other crimes not involved in the plea itself. So if you have a minor uh, charge, like, say, abusing a woman, and it turns out the guy has abused women 10 times in other places, well, the judge is going to take that into account, even though those 10 other crimes aren't charged. And so uh, I think that's the problem with Hunter, and that's why he wanted this deal where the judge would promise not to sentence him. So But if I were he, I would say I'm lucky to get out of this thing. He's so entitled and probably, you know, so uh, megalomaniacal, you know, and maybe has done too much sniffing of white powder up his nose that he does not understand uh, how lucky he is. Maybe so. All right. That second question is more of a political question. Uh, how much do you think the charging of additional charges of Donald Trump plays into 
a diver- diversionary tactic. And I kind of think this whole uh, hearing involving UFOs maybe was also designed to try and distract the general public from uh, paying close attention to the Hunter Biden hearing. Uh, do you think those the timing there has anything at all to do with the Hunter Biden hearing? Well, yeah, I think the extra charges against Trump clearly do. I don't know about the UFO because that was a while in the making. But these extra charges were probably timed. Now, to be clear, this new guy gets charged in uh, Mar-a-Lago for trying to um, for Trump trying to importune him to do something with the video. That case is really strong as it is in terms of its um, obstruction of justice. And now this puts the icing on the cake. Trump, in my view. I hate to say this, but he's toast on the obstruction charges in Mar-a-Lago. I think the prosecutors engaged in overkill by charging 31, 32 counts of these classified documents. I think that is those are really kind of moderately weak cases. They're not they don't float anybody's boat. And, it, you know, sometimes the temptation is for a prosecutor or a civil plaintiff's lawyer to charge everything in a complaint that he can possibly prove. In this case, it's not in his advantage because if he keeps those 32, 33 charges in for classified documents, that's the way that Trump's lawyers might, underline might, get a further continuance after from May 20, uh, May of 2024. So I don't think if I were the prosecutors, I would drop those 32, 33 charges just relating to mishandling of classified documents, or I would sever them into a new complaint and just go forward with the obstruction charges, which do not require anybody to look into classified documents and how big and important they were. They've got them dead. I got to say this, Tim. They've got Trump dead on obstruction in that case. Uh, so I hate to say that, but I've told everybody that. And if the middle of the electorate will be turned off when those uh, facts come out, I don't think Trump's supporters will. But the middle of the electorate will, and it will hurt him. Now, secondly, he will probably also get convicted of obstruction of a proceeding that has not been indicted yet. But I think Smith's going to indict him on this obstruction of the January 6th proceedings. And I think with a D.C. jury, he'll probably get a conviction there, along with a D.C. judge. So, But that will happen earlier than the May trial. So he's going to get convicted on those obstruction charges probably at the end of this year. So he will have a trial before the primary season starts, and he'll have a trial as the primary season is ending. Uh, in both cases, he'll probably get convicted. The New York charges, I, and not, not that I love the, the uh, January 6th charges. I think they're stupid. If they're brought in Indiana, they'd never get a conviction. It looks like democratic processes, you know. So you're, so you're, you have a a silly way of challenging uh, Pence's ability to count the votes. Okay, that's a Democratic initiative. Everybody doesn't have to be perfect when they protest something to our government. It's almost a First Amendment question, but I think you'll get convicted. Now, on Mar-a-Lago, they got the goods on them on obstruction, and I think that one's done and dusted. Uh, So it remains to be seen. Meanwhile, of course, what Biden has done and you say, yes, there's no absolute proof. Yes, there's no criminal proof. He's presumed to be innocent. But from a civil perspective, if you look at it from 
balancing the evidence, what is more likely true than not true by a preponderance of the evidence, uh, which is sort of the standard for getting an indictment probable cause. There is probable cause to believe that Joe Biden is guilty of bribery and corruption. There is probable cause. We may not have enough evidence to convict him criminally, but there's probable cause. And from a civil standard, there's also proof uh, by a preponderance of the evidence that he was corrupt. Uh, when we look at the evidence, that is pretty solid from a civil perspective where you're just balancing the competing evidence. So this guy, I mean, does he go over, does he take 15-hour flights to Ukraine with his son, 15-hour flights to China, and not talk to his son about what he's going to do when he gets there? It doesn't. You can't believe that. He talks to his son every night on the phone. Does he ever talk to him about his business? Look, if Joe were the most honest guy in the world, he would talk to his son about his business to make sure that the business did not interfere with anything Joe was doing. It's just insane for anybody to believe he didn't talk to his son about his business. But he denies doing so, or he did deny doing so, because he realizes that he would inculpate himself because he was involved in the dirty deal. It's just too much. He fires a prosecutor. Now the link is there. You even have the informant saying that he, that Biden was bribed to do it. It makes sense anyway. It was Hunter's client. Is that a, just a coincidence that he fired a prosecutor that's going after Hunter's client? Come on. We're all uh, big people. And that, meanwhile, Hunter is on his email to his daughter saying that he shared fees with his father. Uh, he's paid his father $50,000 rent for uh, his house for a while. That's not a market rent. That's a way of getting money to him. Uh, the middleman, Rob Walker, got over a million dollars in payments that he dispersed to Joe's uh, relatives. So this thing, it really, really, really uh, smells to high heaven. And, um, and it, you know, we have enough evidence right now that probably Joe is guilty of corruption, probably. So what we have in this come this election, we will have guys, one guy, Trump, who's going to be guilty of crimes, but they're processed crimes. They really aren't that important in the total scheme of things. Uh, Hillary Clinton got away with the same crimes. Uh, but then we have a, a corrupt uh, opponent of his that won't be indicted, but the whole country will know he is guilty. So it makes for one heck of a presidential uh, race. I'm going to get my popcorn and watch this. It'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know if there's, you know, what's going to happen. It will also strengthen, I think, Tim, the no labels party, because both uh, candidates of the major parties will be so hamstrung by these allegations that there will be a bunch of people in the broad middle that will defect to a, to a no labels party. Now, who will it help? We don't know. We got to look at their candidates as to who it's going to help. It is absolutely mind-boggling to think that we have, within our time, uh, our, within our lifetime, John, we have seen the mere appearance of inappropriateness uh, lead uh, potential candidates to end campaigns and uh, office holders to step away. Uh, even some folks that were innocent, but they stepped away to, so that they could go fight the accusations privately, and then they made comebacks. And we are literally now headed towards a presidential campaign where uh, both sides are either guilty of crimes or certainly appear to be. Is there uh, – and by the way, we're in overtime now. 
uh, over at ZMA Radio and at the Last Frequency and on WCET FM in Columbia. So they're letting us continue to broadcast a little bit longer. Uh, we did have to drop K-Star. So if you know any of the K-Star listeners, reach out to them. Let them know they can check out the podcast later because we kept talking here. And thank you for your generosity of time, John. Uh, let me ask you one more question since we're in the overtime. Is there any chance at all that we might actually see Biden removed as a result of an effort to impeach him? Uh, is there any way the Senate would vote to convict if uh, the House gets off their uh, backsides and makes that effort to impeach? Well, not a chance in hell. The Democrats would never go along with it, uh, nor would they go along with Merrick Garland being impeached, who I think should be impeached. But, however, there are many Democrats out there who are just looking for some way to have Joe Biden off the ticket. I'll tell you this. I'm talk, I talk to a lot of people who are into Democratic politics, and they will say that all the big movers and shakers want Joe out. So how this is going to play out, like I say, you know, stay glued to your television and your Internet and uh, get out the popcorn is all I can say, because I don't think he's going to make it. Uh, I think his health is deteriorating rapidly. Uh, You look at just him just a year and a half, two years ago, and he's a completely different person. My neighbor here in in California, Gavin Newsom, who I know a little bit, I know his in-laws very well, I suspect that Gavin Newsom is going to be the Democratic nominee. If I had to put money down on anybody right now uh, winning the election, it would probably be, when you put everything together, it would probably be Gavin Newsom, which is an odd thing to say, I know. But I don't think Biden's going to make it to near the finish line. Nobody wants him to. This evidence is strong. His, His health is terrible. His uh, ability to say a sentence is, uh, you know, has rapidly deteriorated. So I don't think I, I think they're going to get rid of the guy and, uh, and 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 use all means available to do it. Uh, there are an awful lot of Republicans that want to get rid of Trump, but that's not going to happen. I think Trump supporters are pretty stalwart people, but you got to watch out what you wish for. You can nominate Trump, but he may get damaged badly in the. Uh, a general election. So, like I say, there's so many uncertainties in this thing that you can't really make really strong predictions. Yeah. It would be a heck of a lot of fun to watch if there wasn't so much very important stuff on the line is the end result. John, again, thank you so much for uh, your generosity of time. Please take this opportunity to let everybody know where they can find all your work. Share all the websites that you want to, need to, and if you're inviting people to follow you on social media anywhere, feel free to share those platforms and those handles as well. Well, I mean, the best place to go for my books and articles is postgatebook.com, postgatebook.com, or simply go to Amazon and look up Postgate. That's one book about how the Washington Post lied and about Watergate, covered up Watergate. And then my other book, The Mysteries of Watergate, What Really Happened, both of them will open your eyes as to what really happened at Watergate. So postgatebook.com or go to Amazon. And I really do this to wake people up to how uh, deceitful our present media is and it, because it's, it's the root of our problems. 
All right, again, John, thank you so much for all your time. Thank you for everything that you do out there. Uh, like everybody who's been on tonight, you've been dedicated to getting facts and real information into the hands of people so that they can be informed, which is the first step towards avoiding tyranny. It's the first step to uh, being able to decide for yourself and to utilize critical thinking. Those are all things we need more of, not less of. Thank you for all that. Uh, look forward to our next opportunity to get together and talk. Okay, Tim. Great talking to you. Okay, take care. Thank you, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. John O'Connor. And, of course, we've kind of went over the resume a few times now. But uh, definitely go check out the books if you haven't already. Uh, check out the podcast. I've really enjoyed it because he goes uh, in-depth and really digs deep. In the meanwhile, for those of you that hung out for the overtime, uh, whether you're listening over at The Last Frequency or, or over on ZMA Radio, thank you so very much as well. I uh, appreciate you guys hanging out. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. In the meanwhile, uh, it is Friday night, and you guys need to get on and have a great weekend. So that means I have to let you go now. But remember, we'll be back next Friday, and we can do it all again. Don't forget. Uh, working hard to get good guests one more time so we'll do it all and uh, you know uh, that thing I always say right about now uh, don't take my word for it definitely don't take Obama's word Biden's word any of those people's words for it take some time put in a little effort and most importantly use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth good night everybody have a great weekend and uh, you know don't get dead, guys. <laughs>
is using both hands. <laughs> 